Hey, Pablo, this was uh, your first match against the Red Bulls as coach of RSL. Um, general thoughts on the game, how you thought the team played? Yeah, we knew it was going to be a difficult game. I, I think their style kind of draws you into playing that way with a lot of second balls, a lot of long balls. Um, but we also saw that when we do win balls or when we do break the press, we're going to create some really good chances. Um, and I thought the guys did a good job battling. Um, and uh, again, uh, managed the game the right way. It got a little hairy there um, after they conceded, but the response was great, and Salva's goal really sealed the deal. Um, so, you know, the the thing that makes me proud about this group is that different players um, are making the difference in, in different games. You know, the Julio, uh, Julio's coming off of three games with three goals. You know, Salva's contributing, Chicho, um, and today was Luna as well, um, and, and doing a great job. And so, again, um, one of the things that we've been talking with Luna and spent a lot of time was is getting in the box, right? You're not going to score goals unless you get in there. And so um, it's great to, to feel what it is like to get in dangerous areas. Um, so, again, a really good performance from the guys. Um, and, um, again, we just got to keep going. Awesome. One more. Both uh, Nelson and Chicho have a few games under their belt now with the club. I just want to – your thoughts on how they fit in both on and off the field. Yeah, I think they're they're fantastic professionals. Uh, they're fantastic uh, individuals. Um, I mean, they've assimilated into the group seamlessly upon arrival. Uh, the locker room is 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 our our sanctuary, um, and to have two more character people step in there, I think bolsters the confidence of the group. Um, obviously, Chicho's quality kind of speaks for itself, and uh, I think in the moment we're just trying to figure out the best way to get them, um, you know, match fit in a way that. Uh, you know, that, that he can continue without getting hurt. Um, but, he, but he's been fantastic. Um, and, and then Nelson, young player coming to a different country, uh, I think his adaptation will take a little bit of time. But, but again, I think he's, he's, been, he's been solid. Um, and we'll continue to, to work with him and, and, and keep him humming. Hey, Pablo. Um, obviously, great performance from Diego Luna tonight. It almost seemed like a, a light switch flip after he came back from the World Cup. What what growth have you seen from him and, and progress that he's been making working up to performances like this? Yeah, again, I think, and I've said this in the past, I, I think everyone just assumes um, that because players are talented that they're going to just come in and crush the game at this level. I, I think we have one of the, uh, the best leagues in the world, um, and, and obviously – not necessarily competing with top five, but I think we're, you know, top 10 league in the world. Um, it's not an easy transition going from, you know, uh, USL to now making the big step. Uh, I think um, his, his ability to persevere through tough times, end of last year, the beginning of this year, and not get the reps. Um, because never do we talk about, some of the most important things about development, and, and I'm talking about for all of us, whether you're a player or you're a human being, right? Going through tough times allows you to evolve in a way that you are a different person than you were prior to. And, and so I think the hardship that Luna went through and then with a good U20 put him in a, in a position to, to dig in a little bit deeper. And, uh, you know, obviously the goals today were fantastic, but for me, the evolution of Luna um, was last game when, the, when we're in KC and he gets played over the top and he makes a tackle inside the six-yard box. That's the evolution of Diego Luna. We can talk about all the attacking stuff. He's a, he's a very talented attacker. But when you commit to that type of work 
now you become a part of the team. And, and, and so his growth has been fantastic. Um, and again, the expectations aren't that he's going to score every game, um, but that he's going to do the work that the team requires in order to get success. Pablo, you took seven points out of nine and you rotated heavily. Uh, Glad and Brody were the two guys who started and Brody has to do a lot of running up and down the left side. What about him gives you the confidence to put him in, leave him in for 90 minutes when a lot of guys, understandably, the tank would be on E and yet you didn't sub for him? Yeah, I, I think, well, first with both those guys, I think their body shape lends to quicker recovery, right? I, I think the guys that are more have a lot more uh, bigger frames, the recovery is always tougher. Um, and I think those two guys um, over my time here at, at Salt Lake have been able to bounce back quickly. And then with Brody, it, you know, he's, he's, again, I've said this quite a bit, but he's a player that you're never concerned about his positioning. You're never concerned about his decisions going forward. Um, he's a guy that, that runs on autopilot. And so when we're looking at this, you know, and, at, at these three games, I think those two guys would always be available because of their physical recovery and also their predictability as far as performances go, where I think they've been steady, you know, eight and a halfs all season long. How much is Chicho changing the space? I know you anticipated he would, but now that you've seen him play three games, how is he impacting the other attackers even when he doesn't have the ball? Yeah, well, again, you know, I said this before, you know, we even had him – uh, before he played his first game is there's a couple things, right? He's, he's a fantastic teammate. He's, he's one of the most humble people you'll come across. And I, I think that from an off the field perspective or a locker room perspective, um, it, it also humbles the guys in the locker room. Um, oftentimes in professional sports, as, as we all know, you get a big name, largest um, transfer in the club's history, and they'll walk in here like they own the place. Um, and so that part has been infectious where they want to work hard to get them the ball. They want them. It's been, it's been amazing from that perspective on the field. Um, he allows other players to have more space just based upon his presence. Right. I'm, I'm sure one of the things that they talk about opposing teams talk about is we can't get let Chicho free. And so what that does is it makes the back four a little bit narrow. And now you have Luna on one side and now you have Sava on the other and it gives those guys more time and space. Um, and so I think he uh, he put himself in some very good positions tonight. And uh, I think in a, in, in a couple more games, uh, I think when he reaches, um, you know, his match fitness, he'll be able to, you know, put those two or three chances that he created tonight away. New York brought a lot of pressure early on, and it looked like RSL was quickly defaulting to playing the ball over the top. And there was a lot of running. Then around the 25th, 30th minute, it looked like the team as a group decided to start playing through the pressure and they thought the space was there. Was that what you were preparing and looking for? Did everyone see that at the same time? Did that really go the way you wanted? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what we talked about as far as our game plan for this game is that, again, they want to they play, you know, 10 guys in our, in our half. Um, but we also, so again, one pass can beat 10 guys, right? So early on, we wanted to threaten behind because then they have a question to ask if we get on top of the ball in their attacking half, do we want to keep doing that? And then also knowing that teams can, you know, they'll run out of gas at some point. It was really important um, to use Zach McMath today as, a, as almost a, a three man build when we're deeper. And I thought in like the 20th minute, 
Uh, we did a good job of breaking their press a couple times, kind of breaking their spirits a little bit, um, and finding good opportunities in the wide channels because of their rotation. They're, I mean, they're they're releasing outside backs from twenty yards, which is which is difficult. I, I, but I also think that we just at times didn't didn't make the necessary run from a. Uh, well, I'll just put it this way: the few chances that we did create uh, with our forwards running in the channels were, were very dangerous. You've said the results don't matter so much. It's more about the process. Oh, hold on, DJ. My job is only predicated on results. So um, I, I, I don't I, – I, let's just put it this way. If you're, if you're leading a group, right, as a coach, the last thing you want to do is make this about you because the game of soccer is about the players. I'm a steward of the game, hopefully sharing some experiences and some knowledge with a group of guys that want to achieve great things, right? And in order to, from that, from that mindset, how do we continue to get better as a group? I know what this job is all about. I know what fans, ownership, I, I get it. That's not my concern. Um, and so if it's always about getting better, you're going to win some games and you're going to lose some games. If we lose games like we did at the beginning of the season and I walk in that locker room and I start raising hell, they will look at you as I did when I was a player and go, this guy thinks it's about him. It's not about the coach. It's about us. As, and I'm speaking to us when I was a player. It's about us. And, and the onus is on now. So that's where all my energy goes. So it's not, I'm not naive to the fact that results aren't important. I'm saying, how do you win games? There's got to be a process in place. There's got to be something to work towards. There's got to be improvement every day. Um, and that's how you win games. And if there isn't that, and we're just talking about winning, that, that's, that's crazy. It's like saying, I want, I want a lot of money, but I'm just going to just sit on the couch and not, uh, you got to work. You got to, you got to have a vision. You got to have a purpose. You got to have a process, right? And so that's why I talk results. They're, 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 it's fairy dust. There's referees. There's, there's moments in a game that you just shut off for one second and now you're behind it. And then there's this, there's so many things that go into it. But if we continue to work our style of play the way we want and refine that, and then each individual in the respective positions continue to think about the team as a process and work individually to get better at what they do as a collective will we'll have a higher likelihood of, of success. Does, does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> There's a lot of speculation about whether certain clubs are going to take the league's cup seriously or not too seriously, but given what you've just said, I assume you don't really care whether a game has an open cup MLS or league's cup label on it. No, again, I, I think these are all fantastic opportunities to, to get better, to win. Um, and, and again, I think we're using the same process, which is um, we'll have two games on Saturday and Wednesday, and we'll probably make quite a few changes. Um, and the group has shown that it doesn't matter who steps in there. They're going to do a very good job. They're going to do their job, which is going to help the team achieve their. So we want to do great in the League's Cup, just like we want to do great in the U.S. Open Cup. Um, but that doesn't mean we're not going to rotate 
So it's kind of a it's kind of an interesting situation that we find ourselves in. And for me as a coach, it gives me great pride that all those guys in the locker room, from one to thirty, whatever, have their fingerprint on this team. They've literally put a stamp on this team, and that for me gives me great joy because at the end of the day, it's about a team. Sorry, guys. I'm going to do in Spanish. My question was one of the last ones. So in Spanish, es, Pablo. Hace semanas habíamos hablado que la situación del Real Solec no estaba bien y venía la Open Cup y probablemente te ibas a proyectar a eso y las cosas te llevaron a semifinal. Ahora el camino se enrumbó en la MLS y estás en, en buen camino. Ahora mismo estamos en tercero por ahora, esperando los resultados. Y viene otro torneo, justamente te acaban de preguntar por eso. ¿A qué le apuntas? Puedes llegar a, a una semifinal, puedes llegar a meterte en los primeros lugares de la MLS y le apuntas también a lo que es la... la torneo de la Leagues Cup? Siempre hay la posibilidad de ganar trofeo y siempre hay la, la mentalidad de este grupo es en cada partido que queremos jugar mejor que el partido anterior. Eh, pero también jugamos contra equipos grandes, que tienen jugadores grandes, que tienen entrenadores grandes. Y, y por eso no hablo de, de, de todo eso, especialmente con los, con los jugadores, porque la única manera para llegar es seguir mejorando. Y en este momento, más que cuando no, no está ganando. O sea, a veces cuando está ganando, pensar, salimos, esta, esta noche vamos a salir a la cancha y vamos a ganar. Sin el, la emoción, sin el esfuerzo. Pero nuestro grupo, ahora, creen, crean que somos un muy buen equipo y tenemos una gran posibilidad de jugar contra Seattle, contra Monterrey y sacar, y sacar buenos resultados. ¿Te falta ver a alguien más? La Open Cup te ayudó a ver a todos casi, pero caso de Jackson o de Paul, entre otros que han estado apareciendo, ¿tendrán oportunidad? Pues eh, a mejor. No quiero decir que no, pero también tenemos el, el, el Michael Chang, que Todavía no está con el grupo, está lesionado y va a volver en un momento. Y también el, el, el Rubio, que llega de la selección. Así tenemos, para mí, tenemos un equipo completo y pues los jugadores que no, no, nombraste eran muy importantes en ese tiempo. Pero si, si deben tener la oportunidad, me imagino que van a salir muy bien. Ah, bueno, continuando un poco con las preguntas con respecto a la Leagues Cup, que es lo que viene ahora para Real Salt Lake. Eh, hablando un poco con otras personas, dije que este es quizás uno de los grupos más complicados por el momento que tiene Seattle Saunders, Real Salt Lake y Monterrey. Hablando más específicamente de, de Monterrey, que es un equipo que no pertenece a la MLS, ¿qué es lo que has visto de ellos que quizás, dices tú, tienen que cuidar? No he visto ni un partido de Monterrey. Uh. <risa> ¿Por qué? Porque nuestro trabajo es mejorar lo que estamos haciendo. Y hablé con alguien ayer y digo, enfocamos 75% de, de trabajo en nuestro equipo. Queremos mejorar en nuestro estilo, los movimientos, las ideas, siempre mejorando 75%. Con, con el rival pasamos 25% del tiempo preparando para el equipo. Porque si nosotros jugamos como deberemos jugar, lo que hacen los equipos, se, o sea, el otro, el, el, el equipo rival debe cambiar 
para nosotros. O sea, los equipos buenos pueden cambiar, pero los equipos en el top nunca cambian para cualquier equipo. Y no somos un equipo de primer nivel en este momento, pero somos un buen equipo y queremos llegar. ¿Cómo llegamos? Mejorando todos los días. Así, pero claro, hacemos los estudios y videos, vemos los videos de todos los partidos y siempre hablamos de los pasos que podemos aprovechar dentro de nuestro estilo de jugar. Y yo me imagino que en, en, en la semana que viene vamos, claro, vamos a mirar a, a los partidos de Monterrey. Ahora más tiempo, ¿verdad? Eh, también, ahorita que, que comentas eso con respecto a los jugadores que tú dedicas más tiempo a ellos, eh, creo que eh, se podría decir que en esos momentos eres un privilegiado, cuentas con un equipo que cualquiera puede ser titular. Es más, cualquiera ha sido titular. Todos han estado alternando en diferentes ocasiones. Me imagino que todo depende del rival. Eh, ¿Cómo manejas tú el grupo? o ¿En qué te enfocas ahora que mencionas que todo es relacionado a los jugadores para poder llevar esa buena relación y que, claro, que cada uno entienda que esto es una competencia y que los lugares se ganan en los entrenamientos previo al partido? Sí, eh, me gustaría decir que es un, un tema fácil, pero claro, eh, si queremos ser mejor que el, el año anterior o en 2021, van a haber cambios dentro de la plantilla. Y cuando trae jugadores como Chicho y, y Nelson, ahora tenemos la competencia que, 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 nos, que nos faltaba en los, en los años pasados. Eh, mira, no, no hay ningún secreto. Los jugadores que están funcionando bien en los entrenamientos y es algo que hablamos todos los días. Los entrenamientos son muy, muy, muy importantes. Y te digo la verdad, los últimos dos meses no pasa ningún entrenamiento sin poner 100%. Y todos los jugadores lo hacen. O sea, y como dicen, tener tantos jugadores disponibles que son talentosos es un es una problema linda. Y, y vemos cómo vamos. Yeah, I, I had one quick question about um, Luna and Paolo. I know you already talked about him at length earlier on his development, his ceiling, you know, what that could kind of be for him. Um, obviously, we talked about the U-20 World Cup and kind of putting that into contact with 2026, which will be here before you know it. I mean, uh, what is his ceiling in relation to maybe a national team spot with the senior national team that is? As long as he keeps improving, keeps staying committed and doing the things to make himself better. You know, I think he's he's got a great shot. You know, you 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 look at the the, the national team when they have their European players, and I'd say that's the benchmark, right? You got Pulisic on one side, who's who's fantastic, and and obviously they rotate uh, on the right. You know, sometimes it's Wea, uh, but that's what his competition is, and and so. Um, You know, it was a big, he took a huge step going, coming from USL to MLS. It's going to be another huge step going from MLS to, to national team. And the only way I believe you get to national teams as a player is consistency and performances, right? And, 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 and because again, coaches want predictability when they're selecting players. They don't want, you know, a player that plays uh, a 10 one game and then the next game he doesn't, he, he, you know, he, he plays a three to a level three, right? He, they, he, the coaches want, level eights, level sevens every single game. And so I, I think, you know, the ceiling is 
is is is is high for Luna. I think he can achieve some some great things. He's got um he's got a lot of tools that you can't teach, right? That they're innate in 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 his the way his brain works about soccer, the passes that he makes, um the way he sees the game. Those those are things you can't teach. Um but like I said earlier, I, I think the play for me that shows a lot of growth was a slide tackle, defending slide tackle inside our six yard box to preserve a result. And 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 again, to get to the national team, you got to be a winner. Um, and so I think him being a part of this group in the form that we're currently in puts him in a great position, you know, to, to go into a January camp and, sh- and show Greg that uh, he's, he's more than capable of playing at that level. Thank you. Sorry, just one quick one to set up here. Sorry, Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, I was just talking about earlier and he seems, you know, super relaxed and you know, I asked him, you know, as they say, they go to test base and you say, you know, I'm just playing for fun this is fun for me. And, you know, that's what keeps him in the right headspace. I mean, how has that come across to you as a coach, seeing him in that, in that mindset? Back that he's playing for fun. Yeah. Like he, he said he does it for fun and yeah, that's what keeping him focused right. on this is who he always says. He said, yeah. no, I think again, I, I think the one thing with, with our group, having the players that we have, um, I think coaches could impede um, development or impede um, the joy of the game by being overly structured. Uh, I think we have a, 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 a really good balance of structure, but then allowing guys like Luna, Chicho, Saba to express themselves. And again, I go back to this game isn't for coaches. This game is for players. Right. And so if you don't have structure, then you have chaos. You have guys running everywhere. Um, But what we have, I think, is a good balance between structure and allowing each of these players who are all different to express themselves and and make the game fun. Right. Because if you're not having fun in anything in life, you're not going to be good at it. Right. And so um, I I think that the fact that he's having fun is 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 great because on the other side of that, he's doing all the work to help the team. Right. So I, I think there's. He's got a great perspective on on what this game's all about, um, and he's showing it every day in training. And and today, the two quality goals that uh, help the team win.